and everyone starts cheering and applauding as you have now been accepted into the, the guild. Okay, the 600 gold pieces in here, so there's 200 each. Yes, I, I think we should share this with uh, Potentia. Yeah, she obviously, absolutely. you know, was very helpful as well, so yeah. it's only fair. That's a no-brainer. Woohoo, ethical and moral behaviour! <laughs> I'd like to have a look through the Adventurers Guild's wares a, a little bit as well. I hope you guys don't mind. No, sure. I mean, you never know what you can find. Uh, all sorts of things get uncovered by adventurers in the yeah. line of duty. or That's what I was you know, thinking. Some classic delving missions, as it were. So mm-hmm. Let's go have a look. And now we continue. You two head on outside where you will spot Potentia. What are you doing out there, Potentia? Um, as I say, I was probably window shopping, but if I've kind of done the rounds, I've probably found myself like a, think like brick wall, like low brick wall that's like holding in some plants or something and just I've pulled a book out mm-hmm. of my bag as I want to do. Just chilling, waiting yeah. for the others. Okay. In part not wanting to go in because I know what's in my bag. And I don't necessarily want it near mm. a whole bunch of adventurers right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think uh, this is a time where as Meredith and Harold make your way over to you, Meredith spots something and like does that thing where her feet start traveling in that direction without her necessarily realizing it as well. <laughs> because what you've seen, Meredith, is a Kanaith mandolin. <gasps> Oh, yes. Which is a masterworked magical mandolin. And it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Ah, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it is gorgeous with like silver inlay, <gasps> uh, eight string mandolin that you just like completely lose yourself staring at uh, until you see the price tag, which this person is wanting to sell it for 30,000 gold pieces. Oh, buddy. That's a lot. Is she like pressed up nose against the window now? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that for something this kind of valuable, it would have like a little glass case yeah. that it's sitting in. Oh. Uh, and you're like kid looking into a toy store like, I want that. Yeah. I want. Me wanty. I'm just like taking it, taking it all in. I've probably seen Meredith beeline for something and I've packed up my book. I'm slowly wandering over to behind her to work Mm -hmm. out what she's so nigh on obsessed with. So I think that's probably like Harold and Potentia converge on Meredith. Yeah. Guys, look at it. Is it not the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? Yes, it's, um, well, if it plays as well as it looks, I'm sure whoever owns this would be very, very happy. I suppose they would have to be for that price tag. Look at that scroll work. Those strings. Oh my goodness. You just imagine the sound of it. 
I wonder when it was made. It looks like the seller has taken note of your interest uh, and he wanders over. Yes, it's a wonderful instrument and a bard skilled enough with the instrument is able to invoke spells like fly, invisibility, protection from evil <sighs> and good, amongst a number of other things too. <laughs> a- an excellent magical instrument. Were you interested in, in purchasing? Oh, I wish. It's way out of my price range. Yes, unfortunately, that is the truth of many of the items here. Some of these things are just outside the range of most people. And I mean that, of course, in no disrespect. 30,000 gold pieces is... Well, you could buy quite a home with that and then live in it for quite a number of years without having to ever set foot and do a, a single day's work. Yep. I mean, the size of most homes, you could live your entire life on that, really, couldn't you? I mean... Yep. Who knows, Meredith, you know, one day we might stumble across a, an unguarded dragon horde and just sort of, <laughs> you know. Maybe. In the meantime, she kind of like presses her face up to the glass and looks at the, the mandolin and goes, I'll be back for you. And then walks away. <laughs> one day you'll be mine. I promise. But I'm my own, my precious. <laughs> Oh, yes, you will be mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, jeez, I've just done the math. So a, a, a single day's stay in an aristocratic yeah. quality inn, like a four gold a night inn, you could live in that inn for 20 years. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like, um, what is it, the Ritz or whatever? Like you could... Yeah, definitely would be able to buy a home and live in it comfortably for that kind of money. Oh, boy. But that's the value of these magic yep. items. It, some of them are real expensive. I don't know, maybe someday a very rich person will buy me one. I think when she's... As as Meredith says that, I think Harold and Potentia probably share a look of, like, not even a very wealthy person might be able to afford <laughs> yeah. that, violin, that yeah. mandolin. No. Just, just that look of, like... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think she understands just how much this thing is going to cost her. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think the two of them probably understand how much yeah. more than saying that amount of money is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you'd, you'd also, I think, given the, the value of this item, realise how comfortable this seller is having this sitting here. Yeah. Mm. That, like, they must be so, like, so sure of the security. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Harold's probably looking for anyone trying to like offload gems uh, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, there are definitely gem sellers. Yeah. Like people go out and they find gems and tombs and whatever and they come back and try and get coins for them quickly. Yeah. So I'd probably go up to one of them and be like, hello, how's it going? A new new guild member actually, but um, I'm (laughs) hoping you're my seal. Just like, eh. Um, Uh, I was I was hoping you might have um, a smallish quantity of of diamonds for sale. I, I'm sure you people find those all the time uh, out in the field, of course. But this would be a dwarf. Mm. Well, now that you're one of us, it's we people, uh, and he will like get out his scales and mm. start 
working out the correct amount for the amount of gold you want to spend. I'm looking for about 300 golds worth. Uh... By the look of you, you look like someone who I don't need to know necessarily what you're using them for. So, uh, of course, I can I can set you up with those today. Yes, well, yeah, they, they have their uses, of course. Uh, hopefully you don't have to use them, but uh, it'd be nice to have them in my back pocket, you know. Of course, of course. Uh, let me get you squared away here today. He goes about working out the correct value of, of gems to coins. Uh, and as a guild member, this would just be a straight one-to-one. He's not going to put a, a fee on top of this. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else have anything they would like to do here at the Adventurers Guild besides like, Meredith like having to get peeled away from that case, that glass case? Oh yeah, like literally peeled away. Potentia's probably gone to like collect Meredith. <laughs> um, I know she's peeled herself away, but that idea of like Potentia fully knows that Meredith can't afford this and None of doesn't them can want her to get it. stuck. <laughs> Yes, but also like, yeah, she's fully aware of the shiny, shiny, and just being like, yeah, I know that I can't afford this, even close. Um, don't get, don't get too. Not attached. trying to get hopes up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, an adventurer who ever reached level twenty, like you should earn by level twenty, like eight hundred thousand gold pieces over your entire adventuring right. career. Which is enough to, like, build a small castle and run it for 20 years. Yeah, I think uh, a castle costs about 200, 250,000 gold. Yeah, so, like, not not a now thing, but a future thing. And those are people who have been adventuring the whole time as well. Like, you you have levels that you've gained without doing adventuring things. Yeah. Um, because I think, at least in, like, the old Dungeons & Dragons, it used to be that every day you just live... Once you reach adulthood, you gain one experience point, mm-hmm. which typically meant that, like, to reach level three, you would need to need to be like an adult plus sixteen years, yeah. and those typically weren't like class levels; those were like commoner mm. levels, like expertise, like expert or warrior. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think so. She's probably sort of scooped up Meredith and tried to push her in the direction of things that might be slightly more affordable, <laughs> rather than um. Mm letting her get her heart attached and broken on this mandolin. Well, I mean, the last time you got your, your big windfall when you got your um, payment from Bonin, like Meredith came here and just spent all of it immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so Meredith just kind of shakes herself a little bit and then goes, oh, potential. Yep. Uh, we also got paid. Yay. Here you go. But I'm not an adventurer. Why are you paying me? You, you, you're the adventurers. You're the ones who get paid by the guild. No, but you helped. It's only fair. I mean, we were all in that fireball potential. I, you know, I think um, even split isn't necessarily off the cards. And I don't even have to sign an indemnity form. Well, the danger is sort of implied at the Adventurers Guild, isn't it? I suppose. Well, if you remember, I suppose. I mean, also there was a bunch of paperwork at the start that Harold had to fill out. There was. Well, um. Is there anything that you particularly want to look for, Meredith, aside from your um, end goal mandolin of dreams? Well, I mean, if I'm now saving for a mandolin, I'm going to have to maybe not spend any gold. Not this time. Fair enough. Sounds like a sound uh, plan for your um, 
Finances. Mm-hmm. She's got like a crazy look in her eye. Yeah, definitely going to save 30,000 gold pieces. Yeah. Definitely going to do yeah. it. And this is this is the person who has lived like job to job. Hey, it could happen. Getting by as best she can. It I know, but happen. like the idea of like, okay, I'm this is what I'm going to do, scrape it all together, and then suddenly 30,000 <laughs> gold pieces. It could happen. Uh, but Potentia, Harold, Meredith, do you want to go anywhere else in the city today? Uh, I think by this stage, like the sun is starting to... to Sit down real low. Mm. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but, um, you know, my pocket's feeling a little heavy. I wouldn't mind a good meal. It's been a while since I've been able to just, you know, really sit down somewhere nice. We've been so busy with other stuff. I am keen. Anywhere particular you're thinking, Harold? Um, well, it depends on your tastes, but um, there's a place in the city that has... Uh, some rather exotic meats. Uh, they're hard to track down animals, and uh, if, you, if you're into sort of, you know, steak-like things, they have that. But um, they also they also specialize in certain herbs and vegetation that is hard to come by as well. Uh, it's just all in all a very... I mean, it's expensive, of course, because it, uh, a lot of this stuff has to come from overseas you know certain plants and animals only sort of roam or grow but that that elicits a small smile from potentia yeah you know it's it's all it's all rather decadent but uh i I think we've earned it just for this once oh okay i mean if you guys are that's that's all well and good but um and she's just gonna look down at herself Mm. I don't know that I'm attired to attend a fine dining restaurant at the minute, Harold, much as that does sound like a delightful way to spend an evening. What's wrong with what you're wearing? Well, it's covered in let's fix the ceiling, Meredith. Mm, yeah, no, I suppose. <laughs> Why don't you just do that thing, potentially, where you, like, click your fingers and everything, you know? Magic isn't just for cleaning yourself, Harold. And I was actually more referring to the styles of attire that we're wearing as well. We look rather like university students and perhaps would stick out like semi-sore thumbs in an establishment of the quality that you are referring. Maybe we head towards the uh, textiles district first. Perhaps. Or we could go somewhere else. I mean, I'm not wedded to the idea. We can go wherever you like, you know. What would you prefer, Meredith? What type of play? Well, I mean, I think Carol's right. I think we've deserved, we deserve to treat ourselves. Let's go somewhere nice, but maybe not somewhere where we have to change. Potential fully acknowledges that Harold is probably dressed in a way that he could go into those establishments. She could probably just get into those establishments with what she's wearing. But yeah, there's, there is an address code at that kind of restaurant that Harold's referring to mm-hmm. that he may not have cottoned on that the group doesn't all meet 100% all the time every day. Yes. Perhaps something more on the, um, on the like, semi-formal, but like good quality mm. food, maybe not the fanciest of place. How's that for a, yeah. for a mid-ground? I think that's Harold. a good compromise. Do you, do you know of anywhere, Harold? I think the restaurant you suggest would be great, but maybe not for this evening, maybe for another evening, perhaps. Well, I suppose what we could do, actually, is just have a bit of a wander around the uh, Artisan's Corner. Uh, you can... It's quite interesting there, you know, you can go to these sort of establishments that provide 
you know, good food, but also some entertainment, you know, like a, a show of some kind as well. It's been a while since I've been to a cabaret or something similar. I think it could be quite fun. Oh, yeah, Redding was telling me about a gig he did up there. Sounds good. Yes, maybe you could make some contacts, Meredith. It's uh, certainly be good place to pick up work, I'm sure. Nourishment and networking sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Hey folks, Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Uh, you are going to make your way out of the west gate, probably through the brass port, uh, as it is a thrum of activity given this time of night. Ships trying to get out ahead of the tide or coming in after a day's sailing. Briefly through the sunset district with the all the glitz and glamour that goes into that district. Through the merchant's district as stores are either closing up for the day or opening up for evening trade uh, and into the artisan's corner where the streets become immediately narrower uh, and it's got a very kind of bohemian vibe the people seem to be like out and about and enjoying the nightlife um harold i think the restaurant you were thinking of is it's just called voridax's mm-hmm. named after the the chef who owns and runs the restaurant uh, it is a restaurant that is known for for creating meals which are sculpturesque in how they are plated up. Cool. I suppose we head there. Uh, the restaurant it, it has like gold trim along the outside of the the signage, um, and there would be some quite well made statues of dragons out the front um, with like some gold. Uh, leaf probably or gold paint on it and it looks to be doing a fairly decent trade at the moment as you approach one of the wait staff standing near the door spots you table for three uh yes please perfect um he looks through uh, yes i think i have a spot um just this way and he weaves his way through the the tables that are maybe too close together Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to fit as many people into this establishment as they can. Meredith squeezes through with no difficulty where Harold and Potentia have to sort of slightly manoeuvre. Yeah, Meredith's like, skip, skip, mm-hmm. skip, skip, skip. This is fine. Great. Can I get you three something to drink as we start? Vorodrax will be out shortly to take your orders. Oh, the personal service, eh? That's uh, that's something. Yes, he likes to make. She likes to meet every person that that comes into his restaurant. What's on the specials for today? I, I suppose we should order something to drink that uh, complements that, perhaps. Oh, um, is this your first time here at Voridrax's? Well, it's been an, been a little while. I see. I see. Well, perhaps when you were here last, someone ordered for you because Voridrax likes to meet. The, the customers and then kind of design a meal for them. Ah. Perhaps you came here previously where there was a set menu. Vorodrax has, in the past couple of years, really experimented with their, their culinary skills and they've 
taken it in a new direction. Well, that sounds great, but uh, I mean, do we do we want something to drink to start? Well, if if you order something, Vorodrax will surely take it into consideration when preparing your meal. All right. What do you think you'll have, Meredith? Um, I don't know. Maybe something gingery for me today. Ginger beer. Yes, one ginger beer. Uh, and for the lady, I'll just have water, thank you. Of course. Uh, and the sir. Uh, I'll have a wine, please. Uh, whatever red you recommend at the moment. Of course. I will get that for you, and Varadrax will be by shortly. It's quite busy in here, but whoever designed the architecture for this room took some of that into account, and it seems to like not echo as much as like diffuse some of that mm-hmm. noise into the ceiling. So despite the fact you are surrounded by people, it does not feel like you are pressed in with everyone here. Hmm. After a short delay, your drinks will be brought out to you by a man who is a little rotund, a little little bit of pudge to him, quite a, a tan as well. But I think the thing that catches your eye is the beard he has. Uh, there's these two long single strands that come down from each side of uh, under his nose and end in these golden beads that jingle as he moves. Hello, welcome to Vorodrax, as I am Vorodrax. Can I get your names, please? As he, as he hands out the drinks onto the table. It's so nice to meet you, Vorodrax. My name's Meredith. Potentia. Harold. Meredith, Potentia, Harold, it is lovely having you in my restaurant. I... Hmm, now wait a minute, I've seen you before, Harold, I'm sure of it. Yes, probably uh, I was a little younger back then, but... Yes, yes, of course. Well, taste buds change as you grow up, so I'm sure your meal tonight will be different to what you remember, but I'm sure it will be equally as delicious. Now, let me just have a, a look at all three of you here for a moment. I think you have had a successful at a day's work or a no it's been an adventure the three of you have had a successful adventure together and you have come here to celebrate tell me I'm tell me I'm can, correct um, can Meredith just be like she's kind of looking at Forodrax as, as like one performer appreciates another and is like yes absolutely you've got that absolutely bang on well done hmm very good, very good. Potentia is sizing Varadrax up for like, how do you know these things? <laughs> I dislike this intensely. He is going to move around the table, just kind of preparing your napkins to like for, for your laps. Uh, just making sure everything on the table is correct. Um, Harold and Potentia, mm-hmm. you notice as he is moving his way around the table... His hand gestures aren't just like Meredith is probably seeing this as like, oh, a bit of hand flare as he's moving around, getting the table squared away nicely. But Potentia and Harold, you will spot there is something precise with his hand gestures in terms of what he is doing. And I will let each of you make arcana checks if you'd like. Mm, 12. 25. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 19 and I have plus six because wizard. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, with your Arcana check, Potentia, mm-hmm. uh, you, I will say that you are able to determine that he is doing some kind of divination mm-hmm. as he moves around the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have any more insight in my own self about what type of divination, like whether it's divination that's specifically like he's divining about me and separately about Meredith and separately about Harold or whether it's one communal... Does that make sense as a defensive um, question? He appears to be casting some kind of divine divination spell, but you can't distinguish if it's on, on the table or the three of you individually. Well, I guess the question is, is he casting it once or multiple times? Because that'll answer that question for her anyway. Oh, okay. Right? Because if he's casting uh, it multiple times, it would be on each individual. But uh, It looks like it's one cast. Okay. He frames the table in the three of you and like locks it into his mind like he's like taking a picture. I know exactly what I'm going to prepare for the three of you. I hope you enjoy your drinks. Your meal will be out shortly. Whoa, how exciting. Of course, uh, this is a very fine establishment. So there is going to be a, a fee for this meal. Of course, that you would be. Well, I wasn't expecting it for free, was I? Of course, of course. Uh, now, this meal, before I can prepare it for you, unfortunately, given current availability of certain things, is going to cost five silver pieces from each of you. Uh, you maybe get the impression he deals with people who don't spend big on meals often. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a special occasion for us. That's fine. Fantastic. If you're all happy with that, uh, he will click his fingers and the ingesture to the waiter that you are, like, everything is okay. He's going to come over and get collect that payment from you while he goes and prepares your meal. Mm-hmm. Meredith, you mentioned you had your supervisor meeting this morning. How did that go? Um, I know that seems like hours. I know, it does now. Um, yeah, it was fine, I think. I mean, still got a lot of reading to do. I feel like that's going to be all of my first year though, right? We all have things to know about the areas in which we are attempting to do our own studies. Yeah. How about you guys? Have you got any ideas about what sort of experiments and things you're going to do? Well, I suppose for me, there's more observations coming up when the, you know, the opportunity arises. Yeah. Uh, depending on the sky, of course. But uh, yeah, so I, I had a meeting with Kinlas this morning as well, and uh, he was a little preoccupied, I think, uh, potentially with all this legal stuff, I suppose. Yeah. How's he doing? He seems okay. It, uh, from what I hear, the uh, the wheels of justice are turning. Um, That's good. I think they found his cousin's body, though. I, oh. I think he he died, unfortunately. But uh, Poor guy. Maybe we should organise a card or something. I don't know. Yes, I'm not sure, really, whether... I mean, cultures are so different. I'm not sure what's expected or what would be appropriate. And I mean, I guess in this kind of situation, it would be like a, hey, I'm really sorry your brother, your cousin was a low-key psychopath and tried to murder you kind of card. It's hard to know exactly what the appropriate uh, linguistic choices would be. Yeah. Or, sorry, he's dead, but he did attack us, so, oops. Like, I don't know. Well, I, you know, I relayed my sympathies, uh, you know, in person, okay, of course. Good. I, you know, so... Suppose uh, it's really a family matter at this point, uh, yeah, unfortunately. I guess so. so, yes, yes. I've got to, I've got to look at some some ethical dilemmas now, and some some what 
what do the academics want? Because obviously I'd, I'd not really considered what would happen if the subject of my research was it came to some form of harm. So whether that qualifies as the same research subject, a separate research subject, yeah. um, so on and so forth. That so sounds like fun. Just some reading I have to do because I can't design any experiments before I understand what the academic rigors and requirements are uh, for such a study, especially when it is focused really on um, my own familiar, more from an ethics uh, standpoint of um, familiars belonging to, to individual people. Interesting. Your research question sounds fascinating. Well, it's less of the question and more of the preliminary work, but... True. You know, here we are. Sounds like you and I are going to have some super awesome ethics fun times. Yes, well, it happens when you're talking about living creatures, I suppose. Yes. It's a little easier, I guess, Harold, when you're staring at the heavens. Well, yes, I suppose it's a lot more... Uh, I suppose precise in some ways, you know, it's a lot more predictable once you have the, the right observations... You don't have to rely on people being consistent with themselves. Or familiars sticking around, yes. Evidently. Um, well, it sounds like we all had uh, good mornings and interesting evenings, uh, to say the least. Hello again, it's your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM. Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dndoctorates and to use the hashtag dndoctorates when you talk about the show. I'm always looking for NPC names and if you talk about us on social media, especially if you use the hashtag dndoctorates, I will see it and I might name an NPC after you. We have a special message to be read out on the show, but this one's going to be read out by Jo, so I'm going to pass it over to her. From anonymous Reddit Secret Santa to Reddit user NeoMegaRyuMK2. Hey friend, I hope you took my suggestion to check out this show. I hope you also enjoyed the Kids on Bikes manual for a future campaign. It's such an intriguing premise and I hope to get to play it one day myself. Thanks for participating in the final year of Reddit Secret Santa and take care. Thanks, Joe. And thank you, anonymous Reddit user. That's such an awesome way to use this messaging service to send out a message to someone that listens to the show and someone, you know, you want to leave a nice message to. Uh, if you would like to leave a message on the show, you can uh, find the link via our link tree on all of our social media or the link can be found on our website dndoctorates.com just fill out the google form and send a message to someone you care about uh, and have us be the mouthpiece for you i'm not going to keep us much longer the next episode comes out uh july the 8th so just keep an eye out for that and uh, we'll get back to this episode right now Vorodrax is going to come out uh, in about 20-30 minutes. Um, Vorodrax is going to come out with four plates with like those silver uh, golden things over the Cloches. top. Cloche. Thank you. Golden cloche over these plates. Uh, he places one in front of each of you and then one in the center of the table. And as he reveals one at a time, I'm going to get each of you to describe what would be your perfect meal right now what would be meredith or harold or potentially like perfect meal in the in this moment what is the thing they crave the most okay meredith is gonna have like a, a small like cob loaf that's been chopped 
in the top and like has mushrooms and um, parmesan cheese and like delicious sort of salady things but like cooked salady things I don't know how to describe it but it's you know garlicky like and, wilted greens yeah, and... and delicious and vegetarian and lovely okay Harold's is probably like some kind of cut of meat but like it probably would have been like slow cooked I think Harold would like slow cooked um, and and probably like with some kind of potato, but done in like a, an unusual like way, you know, perhaps with like yeah, like cheese and like some really like special herbs, you know, and then like exotic vegetables, like something that you probably wouldn't necessarily always get locally, but like some like really interesting flavored like root vegetables and stuff. Okay, I think potentially just probably spent some of the day thinking about the Vidalcan that she saw earlier and therefore the kind of food she ate while she was traveling. So it'd be something along the lines of the food that she would have found, like sort of street foodie type food that she can pick at that she would have had mm-hmm. while she was traveling through the areas that she would have met the Vidalcan and and done that part of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really mm-hmm. know, Ben, what that would look like, but that's the sort of thing I have in my head. So you might be able to color that a little bit more than I can. I would describe that the street food in the area that the Vidalcan came from in your travels would be perfectly geometrically shaped, like like cut into these perfect shapes. Yeah. And then in the middle, he is going to pull up a dessert which combines elements from each of yours. There is going to be a chocolate bread loaf that has been hollowed out like uh, the cob loaf, um, and it's been filled with... Um, whipped cream and some of these uh, rare root vegetables that Harold's talked about are cooked in like a sweet sauce um, and they're being diced and shaped in these very pleasantly geometric shaped ways to like sit perfectly in this this dessert cob loaf nice he like he like basks in the moment of you all mm. uh, in opening up your meals and being like surprised and delighted I trust you all and enjoy your meal Thank you very much for coming to Vorodrax's. And remember, tip the waitstaff and tell your friends. And he walks away. I feel like the first thing that happens is Meredith starts eating. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I feel definitely. like that's the <laughs> very Meredith first thing that happens. Like starts eating and goes, how did he know? He had a little bit of divinatory intervention, I would say. Oh, really? Huh. Remember, Meredith, magic exists. No, I do know this, but you know. I think the real the real magic here is how did he slow cook Harold's yeah. meal so quickly? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, <laughs> uh, chronomancy. That's how he slow cooked it so quickly. <laughs> Maybe he has a bunch of things slow cooking just in case. Yeah. So you, each of your meals will be separate to each of you, but there will be three spoons for the the middle dessert. Mm. I think potentially probably remarks on Meredith's food as it looks quite um, like something you've eaten before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is basic kind of home cooking in Contable Grove. It's delicious. How's yours? As well, I've, I've certainly never seen it plated quite like this, but that's... You oh, know, really? You've had it before too? Of, it's the nature of street food, I think, is that often it doesn't come out under a cloche. <gasps> Ooh, street food. Where from? Oh, um, 
just on my... And she's very acutely aware now that the phrase gap decade tends to make people remember how old she is compared to them. Um, so you get sort of that, that beat of someone rephrasing their own, like self-editing halfway through a sentence. Um, on my uh, uh, travels, um, it's up in, on the northern continent. Um, yeah, just to spend a bit of time looking through the libraries and, and so on and so forth. And so street food became quite quite a useful option because it's easy to get um, no matter what hour you emerge from a building. Oh, that sounds incredible. Never know, Meredith. You could go on exchange whilst you're doing your studies and see what how other less vertically gifted humans live their lives in other parts of the world. Oh, it's definitely on the cards. What about yours, Harold? How's your uh, meat? Oh, it's excellent. It's, um, yeah, very rich, you know, like um, very strong, savoury flavours. Is it nostalgic or is it just something you felt like? Um, yes, I suppose it's just what I felt like. I mean, I, I uh, it's, it's not really a dish from my past. It's something I've never really fully had before. So, yes, it's interesting. She's sort of satisfied with that and starts getting down to eating in so much as Potentia eats quickly. So that, I think, is like a very, there's not a lot, a lot of it as well. Yeah. I think it's like perfectly portioned for yeah. each of you, but with enough, like... Like you, f- you finish it and you go, oh, that was really good. But there's still enough space for this dessert. Happy full. How did- Happy full, as opposed to sad mm. full, where you've had too much and everything mm. is not okay anymore. Yeah, you, you, you finish the meal and you're like, I am, I am very gruntled. <laughs> you know, the Boo. opposite of disgruntled. Boo. Hey, I appreciated that. No, you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? I think you can in Europe. I hate everything. Uh, cool. You loved it. Um, Potentia probably pushes the dessert in the general direction of Meredith, knowing full well she's going to want to dive in. Dessert isn't super Potentia's thing, so... Yeah, it it is uh, an interesting mix of the three of your meals together, uh, but balanced in such a way that it is actually still very nice and quite tasty. Are we like in the middle of the restaurant or like off in a corner? No, you're probably like off off in the corner, I think. Cool. Um, well, sort of as everyone's sort of finishing dessert and I think we've probably not shooed away a wait staff, but, you know, they've checked in and yeah, we're kind of like... They've come by, they've, they've, you know, you've paid for your meal and they've checked to make sure everything's up to your, your liking and um, yeah. they've asked if you wanted any extra drinks like those kind of things like when like they are satisfied that you are wrapping down as a table and there's nothing else that you are going to want yeah. um, they're just you know going about doing the other table service yeah um, well I mean I guess we've talked about what Harold got up to last night and we know what Meredith did when the, off in the infirmary but I suppose I haven't really told any either of you what my evening held. I mean, Meredith, I alluded to it slightly earlier, but... Yeah, you did say um, you were going to tell me more. Yes, and I did did somewhat want to wait until Harold was here because I feel like you might have some thoughts. Um, after I left you and Nora yesterday, Harold, and I went home, um, something was amiss in my apartment. Mm. Um, and 
You might have noticed from my desk, I kind of know where everything is pretty quickly. Um, and I found the um, golem hand in my bathroom over the drain, having, I don't know, magically increased in temperature and mobility and starting to melt on my floor. Um, so I hit it with a stick <laughs> as, you know, instinctively trying to figure out what on earth is going on. Um, and it's stopped, but, uh, that magic that we saw around the golem was certainly present in my apartment last night. That's not um, great. No. Uh, so I've put the... Um, hand in a jar so that it can't maneuver itself around my apartment anymore um, and it's actually in my bag at the moment but I don't exactly think this is the place to bring it out do you? Uh, no so I don't really know what's going on but something tells me we haven't seen the last of what on earth is going on with this hand <laughs> 